Welcome back to the Impossible Parenting series. We are three for three, and this one is all about the guilt of yelling. If you have ever found yourself trying to keep your cool and then refraining from losing your cool and then losing your cool anyway, this episode is for you. Olivia, the author of Impossible Parenting, is going to walk us through the guilt that we feel from the yelling and how to navigate it and feel our feelings so that they don't end up exploding in the most inopportune moments, like the losing your cool moments. If you are a parent now, and there was a lot of yelling in your home growing up, this episode might hit close to home. We encourage everybody who listens to take care of themselves and to make sure that you have the support that you need to move through your parenting days. This might mean connecting with friends, community, or your therapist. And we're gonna jump right in with Olivia and she has seen a new trend about the guilt of yelling. Here we go. I've had a lot of parents, particularly post pandemic, come to talk about the guilt related to yelling. Um, There's been a lot that has come up around the rage um, that parents are feeling, particularly moms are feeling, and the guilt cycle that I have witnessed Mm -hmm. around the goal is I'm never going to get mad and dysregulate. And so, like, if that is the goal, then there is a lot of really hard things throughout the day. And I often say, like, nobody starts yelling at their kids, like, put your shoes on. Like, most of us don't start there. But, like, by the time we're on, like, the eighth ask and we're now 10 minutes late, like, that's when we're like. (laughs) Um, And so there's, like, the buildup of, like, don't get mad, don't get mad, don't get mad, don't get mad. Until something happens, like, it's now I'm 10 minutes late and it's the eighth time I've said, put your shoes on. We have the release of the uh, anger, frustration. Often it's effective. And so suddenly the kids are like, oh, did I need to put my shoes on? And so people might be upset, but you are out the door now on your way to where you need to go. And then the um, guilt kicks in. Like, it's bad. I'm messing my kid up. I grew up in a house with a lot of yelling. Like, I'm replicating it. I'm never going to get mad again. And the cycle starts all over again. When usually, People will come and say, how do I not yell at my kids? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know um, how you're going to do that. Or if you even need to make that the goal. Because when we start to explore, you'll see all of the structural components of their life. I'm like, oh, your poor nervous system. It must be really hard throughout the day not to have like a fight flight response turn on given like all of the demands that are coming at you. And I don't know how possible it's going to be to feel super chill when your days are structured like this. I don't know what's possible there. And also tracking back to if they grew up in a house with a lot of yelling, like again, the value of repair, which I think our generation as parents have like actually done quite a good job with. Yes. We're pretty good at repairing with our kids. And so when we think about I like to do a lot of separation. I'm like, there's a big difference between like dad started screaming and then everybody hid for the rest of the night versus we had a moment at dinner and then we repaired it and now we've gone back into connection. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really different experiences. Those are two totally different experiences. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, and the generally generational aspect of that, of the, the parent sitting in front of me as a parent who is comparing their childhood experience with their parent, trying not to repeat that for their kids also being in a completely different generation with access to completely different information, you know, if we zoom out from that is that 
I don't want to say for most, because I, I can't make that judgment or assumption, but I would say generally parents right now today are attempting to do it differently. And I, I don't want to say better, but they're attempting to do it differently because we are so much more aware of regulation and going to therapy or having conversations with doctors around medication and neurodivergence and all of the like underlying things that might be there is that when a parent is sitting in front of me wondering how not to fuck up their kids yeah, and, and their kid might only be three months old, like sitting with them in the office, I think we can overcompensate going in this direction, going in, in the direction of, of our offspring and, and potentially not not unintentionally not going this direction, going back to our, our own reparenting of inner child. And you can take all the woo-woo messaging you might with that, but like going back to those childhood moments. And, and I've had lots of conversations with people around, you don't even have to have that conversation with the dad, your dad who yelled or your yeah. mom who was um, maybe had a major depressive moment in your teenage years. Like you don't even have to talk to them about it you'd like to great but actually the repair and the healing and all of that is actually all happening in your body and and I actually like the section in your book where you said sometimes it's not even the um the intentional thing that we're trying to repair we we do unconscious unintentional things all of the time that we might not even understand or know the ripple effects for Right. Yes. And so we're, we're trying so hard in this, in this guilt cycle to not mess it up that there's, there's so much sure to get it right. And to be the good yeah. mom, that there's also all of these unintentional moments floating by that we might not even be aware of. I agree with you that it's always such a tender moment with a client that um, you not yelling at your children ever actually won't repair how awful it was to be a kid who was scared of your parent yeah you actually got grieve that or like whatever that work is that like I wish you had that then and I love that you want to gift something different to your children but um never yelling doesn't make that part different yeah yeah and there's a really big piece too around the intergenerational components of parenting because I really believe that And again, we're separating things like abuse and taking that out, but that all parents believe that they're doing right by their children. But because like the culture of parenting, the standards of good parenting shifts with every generation, we are really stuck because our parents' generation are going to do what they were told is really good. I am a child of the 80s. It was all about self-esteem. Let me tell you. So like put your kid in activities. Never have them failed anything. Everybody makes the team. That was like, everybody's like, yeah, okay, I can do that. We weren't really thinking about regulation, uh, co-regulation or anything like we are now. And yet we hold our parents to the standard of like, how come you didn't co-regulate me? Why did you put me in? So like, why didn't you repair our parents' generation? You know, for a lot of them, they had parents coming out of the Great Depression and they were like, I'm going to make sure you have stable housing Food. and I'm, and I wish it was that simple. Obviously, nobody has that, but like, yeah. I'm going to put you in activities like, and they're like, look at what a good job I'm doing. And I have no idea what our kids are going to hold us to. We actually can't know. Yeah. We can't yet know, but they'll probably hold us to something that we're like, huh. I didn't think about that. 
or that one <laughs> part of the landscape at that time. Like to so the shift, like how do we be in relationship together? And relationships are complicated and we get mad at each other and we disconnect and we take breaks and we come back together. Like that feels like it has more, more of what we're really sort of hoping for, I think, rather than what are the rules? How do I follow the rules? If you follow the rules and you'll be like happy, healthy and successful. Um, and and I'll just, get some kind of award at the end of it, right? Yes. Like quite seriously, a lot of my clients, they do, they they want some kind of award. And so do I, I, I want, all I want is to be acknowledged. Like could, at one point, I think I said to my own therapist, like, could somebody just like rock me to sleep? Like, could somebody pay that much attention yes. to me that like they're feeding me, they're rocking me, they're saying, whispering nice things to me, they're singing to me. <laughs> like what, yeah. what a, what a gift to to be giving these moments to our children, even when we maybe didn't receive them. And that's where that, that grieving or that, that feeling work comes in here. Because I've said to clients, your kid doesn't understand how much effort you're putting into not doing the thing that harmed you, because that thing hasn't harmed them like yes. they, they actually have no concept of it and you're trying really hard not to do the thing and that's great that's admirable and it's amazing yes. because you're not doing the thing but they don't they won't understand that because they haven't experienced the yelling dad or the depressed mom or whatever your reality happens to be that you're yeah. not trying to do absolutely and I remember once when the kids were younger um having a conversation with my partner who was exasperated by I feel like I'm doing so much and there's all of this effort largely related to family planning. Um, and then the kids will say something like, well, I didn't want to like go to that activity or like, I didn't want to do this thing. And they were just sitting in. So is this just it? Do I just like keep working and like doing the thing and like the kids don't like acknowledge or appreciate it. And I was like, yeah, maybe, okay. but like, I will like my job, I, I can do it. But yeah, at six years old, like they probably aren't going to acknowledge like the immense amount of effort that went into that birthday party. I see it. Um, they just are thinking about that, like one thing they didn't get. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for parents to sit in like, yeah. But I do think that partners have a really, and community have a really significant role of doing that acknowledgement in the way that like the kids may never know how hard you worked to like not be scary, but I know. And you know. And you and- know. And you know. Yeah. And you know. Well, I think that's a really great place to end. That sounds so great. Thank you so much, Olivia. Okay, have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impossible Parenting series. Our first episode was all about not feeling like a failure anymore. The second was about intrusive thoughts. And this one was about the guilt of yelling. If you liked this episode or any of the other three, we would appreciate a rating and or a review. Olivia's book is called Impossible Parenting, and you can find Kayla on social media at chill.likeamother on Instagram and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope you have a chill day.